What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Mentally Gone Daily. Today is April 12th, uh, Wednesday, episode number 32. My name is Callie Lacerda. And I'm Gabriella Lopes. And we will start today's episode uh, by just covering a recent update to the whole Dalai Lama. Is it Dalai Lama? I keep saying Dalai. Dalai. It's Dalai. Dalai Lama. Dalai Lama. Uh, to the recent update for the Dalai Lama controversy where he stuck out his tongue and told the little kid the little boy to suck his tongue uh there has been an update the update is as follows according to vice dalai lama's suck my tongue video misinterpreted tibetans claim tibetans have come out to defend the dalai lama after a video of him asking a child to suck his tongue went viral Many Tibetans believe the video is being misinterpreted and say sticking out their tongue is a traditional greeting. Tibetans also add that they show their tongue to prove trustworthiness and believe that the video will be used by pro-Chinese groups to undermine the Dalai Lama's credibility. Mm. What do you think about that? Um, It's what I said. Like, they're going to try to play it off as if this is, you know... Normal. Any, like, usual, but... The fact that he kind of hesitated before yeah. doing it yeah. is what tells me that there was definitely something more to it. And and he was like saying, suck my tongue. So it's not like he just stuck out his tongue at the kid, mm-hmm. like playfully. Yeah. Like him telling the kid to suck his tongue and then the kid leaning in before he stopped himself, you know. And also hesitating before doing it. Like like already seconds later, yeah. <laughs> you know, one whole uncomfortable minute later. Yeah, because look, I understand that different cultures have, have different um, ways of interacting with each other. Um, you know, some cultures bow. Um, other cultures do hand gestures. They... You know, like it just varies. There is that cultural difference and that cultural shock, especially as an American who is used to just living in America. Like you see outside cultures doing certain things and then you're like, oh, like that's just weird. It's strange. You know, it's different. But to your point, um, if it was so normal within their culture to do that, then the kid would have done it immediately Mm. and he wouldn't have hesitated, like you said. So that also shows me that it was something uncomfortable for the kid. It's not something that the kid does with his parents. It's not a form of of honoring your elders. It's not anything like that because the kid didn't even know what to do. Like he was just confused. He was like, uh, you want me to do what now? You want me to suck your tongue? But but also what I mean is that the Dalai Lama, after he said, like, kiss my lips, he stared at the kid for like a whole minute yeah. before telling him to suck his tongue. So like even he hesitated yeah, before he saying it. Up. So if it was something that was normal, then he wouldn't have thought twice and he would have just said it instantly. And then it would have just been like a, you know. Yeah, it's just like the Italians and the Brazilians and I'm Brazilian and we greet people by doing the double kiss on the cheek, you know, Portuguese, yeah, Italians, um, you know, mob members at the time, like mafia members would kiss each other on the cheek and like that's their way of like showing that they trust each other you know it's the whole like judas kiss jesus on the cheek or whatever yeah so that's okay i guess but neither side is is asking and demanding it of each other because it's just known it's just part of the culture and that's my point you know yeah otherwise the kid would have gone up and and just done all of that 
impulsively. And you know what? I saw someone speaking about that on Twitter where it was like, if my kid doesn't want to kiss like a family member on the cheeks because that is like a common way of like greeting family family friends etc yeah um someone was like tweeting saying that if their kid doesn't feel comfortable doing it with certain people then that they should have every right not to do it like it shouldn't be an obligation that every time you approach a family member or you guys are at like a family gathering Mm -hmm. that you have to go like get a kiss on your cheeks from your family members Mm, especially ones that probably make you feel uncomfortable ones that you're not familiar with like it doesn't have to be like a whole thing like oh like they're weirdos or anything but even even like family you don't know you know yeah you just have to like do that intimate connection yeah like like you don't need to cross that line i feel like because i don't know i feel like a firm handshake applies to everyone unless you really know that person yeah you know be it uh, a guy introducing himself to a woman or be it a woman introducing herself to a guy unless you have like a really like like a predefined relationship with that person that's on good terms and healthy and intimate then you don't touch your face with other humans, I don't think. But again, there are cultural barriers. So like when I go to Brazil, for example, uh, all all of my family greets each other like that. The females do. Yeah. But the men to men, it's like a firm handshake yeah, yeah. and like a hug, you know, like that's it. But when it comes to like little kids, it's just weird, you yeah, know, yeah. because because like even me growing up like well not me but i'm saying like i like i would see it a lot where it's like oh like go and make sure you go like give your grandparents a kiss and stuff like what if i just didn't want to kiss them and grandparents but it could be applied to like other outside family members too mm-hmm. and then it's like what if i didn't feel like giving them like giving a kiss and now i have to do it and yeah. it's something i really don't want to do not with grandparents but with like other strangers for example Mm -hmm. just because they were like cousins second cousins and whatever the hell makes no difference like i definitely agree with just it like don't be that parent that's like oh and then go kiss my aunt whatever and then go kiss my whatever it's like just you know let them decide for sure because the kids are better readers sometimes of like stuff that's going on of energy and intention yeah but um let me think do i have anything yet you can go i'll figure mine out all right so um i don't know how many of you guys have been following what china has been cooking up but china has been cooking up a new uh deadly flu (laughs) so china reports first human death from h3n8 bird flu A Chinese woman has died from the H3N8 uh, subtype of avian influenza, a type of bird flu that is rare in humans and doesn't appear to spread between people. The woman was the third person uh, known to have been infected with the strain. She had a history of exposure to live poultry and underlying medical conditions. Though H3N8 is common in birds, the World Health Organization considers the risk of it spreading among humans to be low. Mm. Does this remind you of something that we just experienced not too long ago? Mm, what? COVID. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't even think I didn't even think of it that way. I thought you were meaning like with actual birds. No. 
So, uh, well, a uh, type of flying animal. Um, so back then, like COVID was also believed to be very rare. And the transmission between like human to human was also considered very rare and implausible. And, you know, and everything happened. So I don't know what to say about this. Um, it's hard to have an opinion when it comes to anything related to China because then you'll be deemed as a racist, you know. Yeah. Um, I know a bunch of, you know, like great Chinese people. I know a bunch of great, like of every ethnicity, basically, um, who are great people. But I'm saying that China has been up to something. Because mm. I don't know how many people have also observed that Russia recently did a whole ceremony, uh, a whole like basically uh, showing their devotion and their loyalty to China. So they're basically teaming up together. And meanwhile, we have a leader who can barely remember where he has to go and who can barely I, I don't even think that he wipes his own ass honestly and who thinks ice cream is in a refrigerator and not a freezer right right so we, that's our leader and then meanwhile china china and russia are just gearing up so i wouldn't put it past china um to be developing a new strain of a, of, of a new virus because i've i've said this before on past episodes i think that the best way for you to consolidate your position on the world stage as as the most prominent uh, world power is by pausing the rest of the world's activity and allowing yourself that time and that and that leeway while the whole world is paused that you just pump up your engines and you continue developing, mm, yeah. which is what I think happened with COVID. Yeah, and and it's well, this is a little off topic, but. That's why I, I told you, like, at the time, even Xi'an, which is a company founded in China um, that produces, like, thousands and thousands of different clothing articles and everything else you need, it skyrocketed in sales during COVID. Yeah. And they must have made, like, a fortune. And now it's a huge company. Like, I could just imagine how much it's worth. Yeah. Because while everybody's asleep, they're awake, you know? Yeah, and, and they take advantage of the fact that, you know, the U.S. imports a lot of things from China. Mm -hmm. And so, just like you said, if they if they can make the U.S. or other countries susceptible or vulnerable again, then they can just take, it, take full advantage. Right. And I have another thing that, that just ties into outbreaks. Um, but if you want to go first. No, you could go first. All right. So this one reminds everybody of the HBO uh, series, The Last of Us, and also the, you know, uh, very well acclaimed uh, video game that inspired that series, The Last of Us. Uh, rare fungus causes outbreak at Michigan Paper Mill. Mm. Health officials are investigating nearly 100 suspected cases of blastomycosis a potentially severe fungal infection linked to a Michigan paper mill. At least 19 cases have been confirmed at the Billerud, Billerud paper mill with 74 more probable cases. The source of the infection has not been established. Symptoms include fever and cough, and people with weakened immune systems may have more severe cases. Paper company. Yeah. Paper mill. <laughs> I just yeah. thought of Dunder Mifflin. Dunder Mifflin, the paper people. Play the paper people's paper people. <laughs> yeah, but that's crazy though because 
I don't know if that's how this simulation works, that they have to uh, condition us before, er, like every time they have to condition us well in order for us to receive the fear when it happens. Because mm. I can just think like The Last of Us has been out, the, the, the video game has been out for so long and only now they decided to come out with a TV series for it. Yeah. The timing of everything is kind of just flip-floppy, you know, because they should have done it when they launched the game, you know, or when they did the first remaster for the PS4. But only now. And then now we're seeing all these fungal outbreaks and, and, and human contaminations, which in the show itself, it said that, oh, the probability of it infecting humans is close to zero, but it's still plausible. And then boom cut to a, a zombie apocalypse yeah and that's interesting because just like you said like they use like media and movies and all these other things to kind of prime us yeah and that's like the same thing that happened with the ohio train der der derailment mm -hmm. where there was a whole movie about the exact like in the exact city with people like from or around that city that it happened and it was about a train derailment Yeah, and that movie was released like a week or two be like before it happened. And apparently the director for it, I think it was, or the creator of it, like he was seen doing like a lot of one eye uh, photo shoots and stuff where he was like covering his one eye with his hand. And uh, it's just so weird. Yeah, he's pledging allegiance to the establishment, to the agenda. It's so crazy. Yep. But anyways, I uh, what was I gonna say about this? So, so is there any like update on how they're being treated or anything? Um, I don't know exactly. I'm just reading like the the headline basically. Oh, okay. Because then I don't want to get like too in depth into it all. But um, just give me a sec, actually. No, because even this article, you have to pay to continue reading it. Apparently, uh, hold on. Okay. So blastomycosis is caused by a fungus that primarily lives in moist soil and decomposing organic matter, such as wood, and it spreads through the inhalation of spores, according to the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, the, C the CDC. Symptoms can include fever and cough, and people with more weakened immune, Im immune systems may have more severe cases. The infection can spread to the lungs and other organs, the CDC says. Brian Peterson, the mill's vice president of operations, thanked the local, state, and federal health agencies assisting in the investigation in a statement on Friday. Hmm. That is horrifying because that's exactly what happens in The Last of Us, is that you get infected through either getting bit by a zombie or, or a... Yeah. Breathing it in? Or breathing in spores, more specifically spores. Mm. Although the source of the infection has not been established, we continue to take this matter very seriously and are following recommendations from health and government officials and implementing numerous proactive steps to protect the health and safety of our employees, contractors, and visitors. Oh, that's so... And then what? Like, are they on quarantine? Like, actual quarantine from their families and stuff? Like, is it contagious? So, is it contagious from person to person? Like, touch and uh, cough? So, I just skimmed through this entire article, and all it says is that blastomy blastomyces, the fungus responsible for the infection, is typically found in the areas surrounding the Great Lakes, as well as the Ohio, Mississippi, and St. Lawrence Rivers, 
Uh, yeah, it doesn't say anything about the infection. Mm. Well, or does it? I would hope that yeah, at no, least they, you know, quarantine, yeah. like properly quarantine them because. Yeah, it's saying here that the company said Tuesday that it has implemented recommendations from experts at the CDC who we've known yeah. to be really smart people uh, since the outbreak, including retaining an industrial hygiene hygienist 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 <laughs> testing raw materials providing n95 masks and conducting deep cleanings nice again just a little flashback of what we went through at yeah. the height of you know what yeah and how crazy is it that like we went so long like years and years and years without like any outbreaks or anything yeah and then all of a sudden now it, it's just like back to back. Like it was COVID and then they announced Omicron and then they announced like, you know. It's because they they figured out that it works. Yeah. That fear-based mongering and that fear-based control works. And that's and and that's what I talked about yesterday about my the video I reposted of Andrew Tate talking about it. Yeah. Like they'll continue putting these like dangers in your face and then offering you safety in return so that you stay in control yeah. or you stay controlled rather and they stay in control aye, aye. um speaking of paper people rain wilson oh dwight shares a clip of a person who's obviously watching the office so hold on i'll get to the point of the story what a new what a headline <laughs> everyone watches the office or yeah. almost everyone if you don't you should uh rain wilson shared a hilarious video of a man seated beside him on a flight obviously watching the office not realizing he's sitting next to the actor who played dwight shrew Wilson hmm. films himself and pans the camera to the man watching the show on the in-flight entertainment screen. And then, quote, when the person sitting next to you has no idea who you are, wrote Wilson, who wasn't immediately recognizable to, due to his hat and mask. Huh. So <laughs> I found that just so funny and, and ironic that you were talking about. I don't even know what a paper mill is. What is that? They make paper? I think it. Yeah, I think it's where they make paper. I'm pretty what? sure. Yeah. All right. Well, they're sending it over to uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> for the only paper <laughs> company that I trust is Scranton. Yeah. But they also get the paper from uh, paper mill. And you might um accidentally find penis uh what are drawings. they yeah drawings, drawings of intercourse of between mickey mouse and donald duck i think it's like a version of mickey mouse and donald duck yeah something like that because of copyright but i found that so crazy like how come nothing like this ever happens to me i and you know what i used to always like not miss school because i was like oh the one day i'm gonna miss school like yeah that's freaking, what everybody thinks freaking celebrity whoever yeah. like insert name here uh will just show up when i'm not there yeah you know it's always the case that when you miss school everything happens but like i wish i was on a flight and then dwight was right next to me i would have noticed right away honestly yeah i too. would like i always like i do that uh peripheral vision yeah. stare when i'm next to somebody yeah. and, and i would know right away i feel like especially if i was watching it right in my face like how could people be this oblivious and i feel like depending on the celebrity um the ideal place for you to 
establish conversation with a celebrity would be on a plane, but also it could be the worst place for, for you to establish yeah. conversation. So like, that's why I'm saying it depends on the celebrity. It depends on their body language, on how open they are to having conversations. If they have headphones in, if they're ignoring everyone, then obviously you don't want to do it. But, but the only reason I'm saying that is because one of the books that I read recently uh, is by the comedian Tom Segura. Um, and shout out to all my fellow mommies out there who listen to our podcast. Um, that, that's actually an interesting thing to find out is how many people watch or listen to YMH, which is your mom's house podcast. That would be interesting. Um, but anyways, so in his book, he talks about multiple encounters with celebrities on planes. Mm. And he himself is obviously a well-known influencer slash celebrity. He's a big comedian. He packs out stadiums and does these massive tours. But even coming up as a comedian, he would try to find like and like openings for him to have a conversation. Yeah. And I, but I do think that like if I was sitting next to Dwight, I would talk to him the whole flight. I'd just like have conversations about everything, like life and being in the industry, and like talking about his experiences and like try to like dive deep into all of that. Yeah, and I was gonna say the way that I would do it is like I would play some. I would I would be like five steps ahead where I would act like I didn't know who they were. Yeah. And then I would just make a conversation like, oh, so so where are you headed? You know, nah, like or I not would. where you headed, because obviously you're on the same flight. So are you going to just uh, <laughs> stop on the next stop or are you going to well, get off hey, on the next yeah, stop? Some people have connecting flights. Come yeah, on. But the plane doesn't keep going. I know. Well, I know. But I'm saying if they it's not like a bus. If if they're stopping I right, and saying. then they hop on somewhere else, like that could be my final stop, and that could be their just you know connection flight. Stalker vibes. Um, but anyways, I would play it cool. I wouldn't act like I knew them, and then maybe that would annoy them. Where it's yeah, like, no, like <laughs> where look. it's like, do you know who I am? And then it's like, no, but do you know yeah. who I am? I have a podcast with a few thousand listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that pretending to not know them when you actually know them is something that I just find cringe myself <laughs> and I wouldn't do. But I would play it cool, though. And then I would just be like, oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of what you did or whatever, you know. And, and also, I wouldn't pretend to be a fan of all his work and all the movies. Yeah. I've literally, like, Rain Wilson, to me, uh, jogs my, my, my memory, obviously, for The Office and for... I think I think the movie was called Cooties. He was also in it. I'm pretty sure it was like a zombie <laughs> outbreak with um, the guy from Lord of the Rings. I forget his name, Elijah Wood. And but like that's about it. It's like I would just be real and just say like, "Hey, man, I have a bad memory, but I've definitely seen you around, and you do a lot of zombie movies. Like, how's that? And how is it? You know, in the office, and like, how is it? You know, living life and." Uh, I would be like, hey, you look familiar. Aren't you on that uh, Amazon show, The Boys? The Boys. <laughs> if anyone gets that reference because of Huey. Huey. <laughs> yeah. Which he looks nothing he like. He looks like Rain Wilson. He looks like a young Rain Wilson. Like they have similar features. Okay, all, right? all right. Even he said it himself. All right. Come all on right. now. Anyways. Your turn. My turn. Okay, so... Here's another scary thing, because we love to scare you guys. Um, OpenAI is working on a humanoid robot. OpenAI has invested $23.5 million in a Norwegian robotics company called 1X. 
marking a change for the company that had previously avoided robotics. The collaboration is focused on developing a bipedal robot called Neo from the Matrix Mm -hmm. that can augment human labor, potentially disrupting the labor market. The robot's design is centered around the concept of AI embodiment, and it will be unveiled in the summer of 2023. So this is obviously a Tesla competitor, but I don't even think that this competes with Tesla, depending on how advanced their robotics actually is or are. Um, it could be far, far more advanced than, than anything Tesla has because it, it'll be pairing chat GPT because this is the company responsible for chat GPT and it'll be pairing that with a humanoid robot. And that's how we reach the singularity and that's how we reach our doomsday. Yeah. Like this is the big, you know, a small <sighs> step for man. No, a small step for man or, or giant, ste- giant leap for mankind. I forgot his quote. If guys, if if our world starts getting taken over by humanoid robots, like I'll be, I'll be somewhere. Yeah, I can't tell you where, but I'll be somewhere, somewhere and, hidden. And here's a question to listeners: Would you be the type who would who would um fight for survival, or would you just be the type that's like, ah, oh, you know what, fuck it, just just take me, you know, just like kill me. Because like some people have that mentality where it's like if the world is is clearly edging towards doomsday and you can choose to either exert your energy fighting off, you know, hordes of AI or hordes of, you know, government, military and shit. Would you go out with a bang or or would you just like what would you do with a bang? You would go out with a bang? If it was like if it was like imminent, like we doomsday was approaching like you know it's on the verge it's not like uh i'm not saying like oh now there's humanoid robots and they just came around or whatever like it's when it gets to a point which it probably will where it's like a doomsday event that's gonna wipe out humanity shit like i'm gonna i'm going guns a blazing and i'm living out my walking dead fantasies out here right and speaking of that I was just also going to ask this uh, this other question. Like, what's more horrifying to you? Is it AI-controlled robots, humanoid robots that are, are you know, uh, controlled by ChatGPT or a form of ChatGPT that's far more advanced that maybe they're keeping from us? Or is it The Last of Us fungal zombies, like, like cordyceps zombies? Um. Clickers, stalkers, bloaters... You know what? I I would say the humanoid AIs are 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 more are scary. scarier. I agree. Because because you know what? You can avoid Yeah. You can avoid like the last of us zombies. You you can't find a place whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, even like well, the last of us zombies are worse than the walking dead zombies, but like even that, like sometimes I would be surprised like seriously, like you guys love to just get yourselves stuck in these situations like why don't you just stay you know i don't know well obviously you can't stay because then you have to go gather and stuff but yeah look i agree with that because it the way that i see it is that biological matter will always have weaknesses yeah and humans are very good at identifying weaknesses in other humans and other animals and and like that's what made us you know climb the the hierarchy of the um 
what the fuck is the name the the animal tree not animal tree the fucking food tree food chart uh, jesus i can't think of anything today oh my god i can't i just had it on the tip of my food charts right so we're we're we are apex predators because of our ability to develop technology weapons and all that stuff but that's why i would rather have a zombie outbreak than ai because ai is continually perfecting itself and continually bettering itself and it will get to a point where it has zero weakness yeah and that's what it's geared towards it's like geared towards perfection and so humans are also geared towards perfection but we aren't but our like we have limitations clear limitations ai Mm -hmm. has no limitations yeah it could just spread itself into the fucking anywhere yeah anywhere like it can move between that computer to that computer to your phone in like a snap of a finger. Oh, you know? I wouldn't have a phone anymore. Like, yeah, yeah, obviously. But but I'm saying like you would be in this universe, in this world where everything's interconnected and that's what it already is. Yeah, and then if you run into one, like even if you're out in the wilderness or whatever, wherever the hell you are where there is no computers or satellites or yeah. anything, if you run into one, it'll like signal to all of them and then yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, and they'll freaking teleport there. Or, well, not teleport, but they'll get yeah, themselves they'll, there pretty quickly, man. Yeah, they are way smarter than we are. So I would rather deal with zombies who have half a brain or half a neuron. Yeah. And who are, you know, 100% instinctual beings like they are in The Last of Us than deal with super intelligent computers that are set out to eliminate <laughs> me, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't stand a chance, I don't think. Like the Last of Us zombies, you can throw something and it'll divert their attention like, <laughs> to that thing. But then with the AI robots, they'll be like, they'll calculate yeah. where that object came from. Attempt it's like, at distraction, yeah. Astra- distraction attempt <laughs> failed. Yeah. Human is, uh, you know, like they'll they'll calculate the trajectory of that object that you threw and then calculate the force in which it was thrown and the probability of the source being human, like what that yeah. percentage would be. It's like 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 thrown with 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 a certain uh you know underhand yeah. or overhand. <laughs> right. Typical of a human being. Human is hiding behind that box and then yeah. it goes and just and then just kills you. Dude. And I was gonna say too that their reflexes would be so quick that it yeah. wouldn't it wouldn't even have to wait for the object to freaking get thrown and fall, you know? Yeah. And they would catch it like mid air or something, you know? <laughs> and you wouldn't be able to sneak behind it like you can in the last of us yeah because it has sensors all over its body and and if it's inside of a room chances are there are cameras inside of that room or anything inside of that room again it is everywhere all the time like it it, it's literally omnipresent it's big brother yeah so it'll catch you it'll catch your shadow it'll catch (sighs) your um heat signature your body temperature you know yeah it'll sense you before you even sense yourself like that's what's fucking wild uh, that's why it's my biggest fear i'm telling you i i don't know i'll have to live in a bunker like i'm gonna start i'm gonna be one of those people that once i have the means to doomsday I'm gonna, prep i'm gonna start prepping for a doomsday i'm gonna yeah. have like everything stacked up whatever i need for at least like 10 years worth yeah and i'll live out 10 years and then yeah and then i'll be fine i'll just die 10 that's years why later. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. That's why it's important. Um, if we ever become famous, like legitimately like uh, mainstream known, I want us to leverage that so that we can become friends with Joe Rogan because because Joe Rogan is like I bet everything I have that he has like a legitimate system in place for a a zombie outbreak apocalypse because he's like jokingly mentioned before that he has like a truck that can just run on like this like like fuel that he has stored in the back of the truck or something like that and that it's zombie proof. So he has a zombie-proof truck. He probably has a, a crazy, insane bunker. He knows how to hunt. Yeah, yeah. He knows how to hunt. He knows how to fight. Yeah. He, like, like Jiu-jitsu he's, shit. He's literally a one-man army. I love it. I love that. <laughs> and that's why Tony Hinchcliffe became best friends with Joe Rogan. And that's because why of I love it. We'll have to get Tony Hinchcliffe too to keep us entertained. Yeah, I would love to have Tony Hinchcliffe on the podcast actually. Yeah. Because because he doesn't act the same way he he acts on stage as he does on a podcast. Because I've listened to him on Theo Vaughn's podcast uh, this this past weekend. Mm. and he's like he he has a lot of interesting um insights about life yeah i believe it for sure because he's wildly successful yeah he's a smart man he must know a lot for sure but speaking of uh robots and stuff nypd rolls out snitch bot to patrol city subways to monitor criminals yeah the NYPD is piloting three crime-fighting robots, including the Snitch Bot, <laughs> which will patrol Times Square and city subways to monitor criminals. The K-5 autom- autonomous security robot can detect people during restricted hours and has over a dozen microphones, a 360-degree HD camera, and a license plate reader. The other two four-legged Digi-Dogs, or dig Digi-dogs, I'm Diggity sure. Dome. Digi-dogs will be used in hostage hostage situations to detect dangerous gases. Yeah, a lot of gases in New York. People passing gas all the time. <laughs> yeah, the, the freaking piles of garbage stacked on the street. Yeah, this robot's going to be super confused just... just you know, spinning 360 all the time. Please stop romanticizing New York City. If you're one of those people, I want you to take a trip to New York City and not just like looking at the Empire State Building or like the nice views by the water side. Go to Times Square. I want you to walk through all the streets of New York City and then I want you to be awakened to... Yeah, New York is very overrated. (laughs) 
to just how no offense new york people but i don't know how you do it like i would not want to live in new york i could never live in new york like i don't know i I want the opposite of new york i want like a big plot of land yeah i want to live on a farm multiple acres vast space heavily guarded um, um, entrance, you know, guards at the gate. Some chicken in the back. And no care in the world. It's like just, I want to live like Drake lives, except his house doesn't have like a big backyard. Yeah, that's whack. I want a, like, I don't want to see my neighbors ever. That's what I want, (laughs) literally. Yeah, I mean, that's nice. Put a lot of trees around and stuff. That'd be nice for sure. I want to be secluded. I want to have a state-of-the-art studio space. And again, I'm just sharing with you guys exactly what my ambitions are with this whole podcast thing. I want to have everything in my plot of land, a state-of-the-art studio where um, with like multiple studio sets, by the way. So one for this podcast, one for our reaction videos i want to have like a home theater set up for for reaction videos because i think that's dope yeah i want to have a kitchen that's going to be used for uh recording like like a recording (laughs) studio kitchen yeah we're going to be recording in all parts of the house guys for sure but i want to have all that in my own house and have like a a huge gym with every equipment that you can think of (laughs) and just have like a huge compound really and yeah. then never have to leave the house. And when I do leave the house, I just want to travel the world. Yeah, yeah. Because there's not that much in Jersey. so That's for sure. I mean, if we have a house in Jersey. But I wanted to show you the picture. Did you get to see it yet? Yeah. Oh, you saw the Digidogs? I didn't see the Digidog, but it looks like, from what you just showed me, it looks like that same dog thing um, that they used um, during that fashion show. Oh, and also apparently it's supposed to be resembling of something in the Terminator, which I've never watched the Terminator. But but look, look at how it extends its neck like a giraffe. Yeah. What the fuck? That if I if scary. that thing came at me, like I swear to God, this is why I need to carry something on me. Yeah. <laughs> at all times and have it ready for the for these things, like not for any human. But I would have no remorse, like just taking one of these robots out. Yeah. But and now the- they're they now they. <laughs> I'm like choking. Now they just like wrote that down. Yeah. <laughs> now they're gonna remember me. You just gave them incriminating evidence. I don't yourself. give a shit. Come get me. <laughs> so it says that the the Terminator esque tech is one of three new pieces of futuristic equipment that the NYPD has already started to pilot to help. Oh shit! The fucking article just random ad um, in the middle of my reading. <laughs> Uh, NYPD has already started a pilot to help with policing, said Police Commissioner Keychant Sewell and Mayor Eric Adams at a Tuesday press conference. Quote, we cannot be afraid of the technology, end quote, Adams said. Uh-huh. Quote, if we were not willing to move forward and use technology to properly keep cities safe, then we will not keep up with those who are doing harmful things to hurt New York, end quote. Uh, two controversial four-legged digi-dogs, which cost a total of nearly $750,000 of taxpayer money, made it on the force a week, a few weeks ago. Oh, so this is where the tax money is going. Yes, yes, yes. The single rented K5, it's what it's called, along with a seventh-month service subscription as part of the pilot, will run the department $12,250. Oh, wow. 
I mean, I was gonna say with the crime that goes on in New York, like they needed they needed something. They needed some solution because it would be like old women getting freaking robbed and mugged and Yeah, in broad daylight. And especially after the whole like defund the police thing. Yeah. After the the riots and everything that took place, it does make sense. But at the same time, this look, this four-legged dog, if you guys have ever seen that Black Mirror episode that's actually in black and white, um, it's all about being attacked by a, a dog-like robot and Ugh. trying to survive. That's insane. I don't think I've seen that episode. I think I'm good. Like anything, Scary. any shows or movies having to do with robots like in control, yeah. I'll pass a thousand percent. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Your turn. Oh, okay. Um, all right. So my last one, because I do want to keep these a little shorter okay. so that we can focus on other aspects of creating. Yeah. Because we do have a lot to do, guys, and we do want to pump out a video episode of the podcast for you guys this week, a conspiracy heavy one, because it's been way too long since our last one. And um, all right. The last thing that I'm going to comment on without giving any spoilers um we have been hooked on the uh, HBO original series called Succession. And the, the, the last episode was mind-blowing and, and heart-wrenching and, you know, uh, tore me to pieces, but I'm not going to say why, obviously. But it was very intense, and it was one of my favorite TV episodes in a long time. I absolutely love the show, and this article was interesting to me. It reads that succession viewers analyze characters' choice of phone. Because in the series, for those of you who don't know, it's a business-focused series that revolves around finance and the business world and entrepreneurship. And the characters in the series use their phone a lot to give out orders to their subordinates and to make business deals and all that stuff. So with that context in mind, uh, the article reads... Fans of the HBO series Succession are speculating about a potential spoiler after noticing that only the good guys were using iPhones in the, in the latest episode. The theory is based on director Ryan Johnson's statement that Apple doesn't allow iPhones to be used by villains in movies. And I'm going to give you guys a quick moment to uh, plug your ears or skip forward a few seconds of this podcast for uh, to avoid spoilers of this next part. It's not it's not a big spoiler, but it's just a, a minor spoiler. Yeah. So you have been warned. And here I go. Thus, Tom, who uses an Android, might be plotting a takeover with Jerry's help and not Roman as guessed earlier by fans. I found this super interesting because I just want to quickly state that. If that happens, then that's the biggest plot twist of all. Yeah. Is that the underdogs become the leaders. So if he gets Greg to come on with him and then he basically puts together this group and and Tom is the is the mastermind of all of it and he's been often used as like a fucking cum rag, you know? Like yeah. people use him to just wipe their fucking cum and then just throw him out. That would be interesting yeah so i just wanted to point that out but also interesting how people have used technology as like symbols you know it's like apple products are usually associated with the good guys because of apple's marketing of um uh i for, i forgot what exactly they did but they they did a marketing campaign which basically put them on the map 
where they got the rights to associate the Apple logo with very famous, well-known figures. So they used Mahatma Gandhi, they used Mother Teresa, they used Picasso, and they associated the Apple logo with creativity during this um, campaign. Mm. And so it's all about like association, you know, like that's what brands use. Just like the Got Milk uh, yeah. commercial using all the celebrities. Yeah, and I read a book about that where they call that exact term the halo effect. Huh. So every brand has like a halo effect surrounding it, you know, that that they carefully curate and craft. Um, I wanted to talk about Secession really quick, but for anyone who hasn't watched it, um, it like to give like a little synopsis, it's about a huge, wealthy, powerful uh, father, because that's first and foremost. Um, he's a father, and he owns this massive social, uh, not social media company, but a massive media company, right? Yeah, I think Empire. it's a media company yeah. called Waystar. It's an entertainment, it's an all-around company. Yeah, right. It's like it's an like, Amazon company that that dives into multiple sectors so like amazon has its amazon streaming service it has its amazon everything service basically whole you know? foods and all yeah, that food service yeah um but anyways so the premise is that he has well he has four children but we see three of those four children trying to you know win their way as the new ceo because their father is getting old and, and hence the name of the show right and and he's kind of stepping down or whatever but obviously you'll see how that progresses with each season and each episode but anyways to my point um this show is super interesting because it has the camera um motion of like the office you know where it's like very like it yeah. looks like it's being done on the on the spot like it's it looks like kind it's not of not a steady cam right exactly yeah. a and um and also there's like always a balance between like the humor and then the seriousness the, yeah the intensity of what's going on the drama and yeah. it's like satirical humor too like very um very dark sense of humor and stuff yeah and then the last thing I wanted to say is that this show is so crazy to me because it just shows the length and and just you the, basically, the yeah, the that people will go. Yeah, the extent that people will go to uh, will go in betraying the people that they love in order to achieve their own personal gain and for their own self-interest. Yeah, because to me, it's first and foremost a series about human nature yeah and about relationships uh between family members it's a movie about family really not a movie it's a series about family um and it tests that dynamic uh by injecting different factors into it like you know extreme wealth um extreme power so it's kind of like a modern game of thrones honestly yeah that like that's essentially what it is so if you like game of thrones and you like that yeah. that human nature you know like that manipulation tactic versus each other and all that good stuff then it's a show for you but yeah I highly recommend it 
this is the last season, so you if yeah. you haven't watched it, you'll be able to catch up because there won't be any more seasons unless they do like a spin-off series or something. Yeah. Um, following like if it's a sequel or a prequel, because I would love to see a prequel of this family, like how it came to be, you know, like yeah. the childhood memories of these like kids and stuff. That would be amazing. And then also giving us a origin story for Logan Roy, you know, like why did he become this fucked up person that he is? Right. Because that's not really a spoiler guys, because he's a fucking billionaire. Like he's, yeah, he's, he's a monster though. Like he's, he's gotta be a little fucked up. Yeah. He's cutthroat. Um, but yeah, I mean, the last episode though, well, the last episode as of right now that's been released was just, oh, like I cried. So there you go. Uh, if a show can make uh, you cry, that's saying something. Yeah. And yeah, you guys should watch it. It's pretty good. One of the best shows on television, I think. It's perfect. Probably one of the, one of HBO's best shows for sure. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Do you have anything else? Um, I did want to say one last one. All right, go for it. N and it's about the feds that I was going to say yesterday. They're definitely listening in. Um, the FBI. Well, this is actually honorable. I'm like, hey, good looking out, FBI. Uh, the FBI does not want you to use public phone charging stations. Oh, yeah. I think I read this. So the FBI has issued a warning against using free public charging stations, citing reports of hackers hijacking them to install malware on devices. Huh. To avoid this risk, users are advised to carry their own chargers and use electrical outlets instead of public USB ports found in airports, hotels, or malls. The feds have also warned of juice jacking, a malware, a malware loading scheme that has been in use since 2021. Huh. Um, yeah, so this is pretty interesting because this is just something that's becoming like second nature. It's like wherever you go, you just like trustworthily plug your phone into something and, and you don't really even think twice anymore. Yeah, because we're all junkies. Yeah. And we can't live without our devices and our uh you know third arm which is the iphone and which is you know smartphone in general but it says consumer devices with compromised usb cables can be hijacked through software that can then siphon off usernames and passwords the fcc warned at the time mm. and then the commission told consumers to avoid these public sta uh, stations so yeah if you don't want to get hacked and people find out your like bank password and like all these other things or passwords to your uh, social accounts or passwords mm. to uh, all your other stuff and stay away then you should probably just carry like a portable charger if you really need your phone and and if you're out and your phone is on low battery mm -hmm. and yeah or or like they said a wall outlet just like the good old times like go plug her in yeah, and speaking of hacking, another great show that I highly, highly recommend is Mr. Robot. Yeah. One of the greatest shows in the history of television. I have to finish that one. Yeah, that show to me, it's probably number one, I'd say. <coughs> Even though I already know what happens because I... 
spoiled it for myself watching you watch it. Yeah, but that's a great show. Um, if you guys are looking for something to watch that's interesting and just gets your 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 <laughs> your brain engines moving and like functioning, uh, that's a great one. So yeah, that's it for today, guys. Uh, we. <laughs> uh just like we usually do we uh, did almost an hour which is fine but yeah uh, we're gonna go create more content as i'm yawning to you guys <laughs> yeah i do have we're uh, gonna create be, more content because i did cardio today with my <laughs> dog I, I took him to the park and we just ran like crazy yeah um, we all took <laughs> yeah i did that <clears throat> we are all tired <laughs> and then also a quick uh last minute disclaimer um this show is called Mentally Gone for a reason. Um, I'm saying that because I think I read a comment, I think it was on TikTok, uh, about our podcast episode from yesterday and about my comment about uh, giving blood. And that person was like, hey, I'm a big fan of the podcast, but the blood thing was the dumbest thing I've ever heard because I said that I don't trust. Uh, I think I said something. See, 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 like that's how like little of importance I, I give to the stuff I say. Even though I should maybe consider giving it more importance, you know, considering the fact that more like more and more people are tuning into these episodes for whatever reason. But I'm no expert about anything. And there are days more than not that I can't like I could barely speak like today, for example. I just had coffee and I'm still tired because I just did cardio. But um, yeah, I don't remember what I said. But my point is going to be that don't take everything I say too seriously and sometimes I even just jokingly say stuff because I just want to, you know, um, see, like, like get the people going, just like Kanye says. Like, it gets the people going. Yeah, nobody knows what it means, but it's provocative. It's provocative. It gets the people going. And a lot of times I just say stuff because I'm just, like, fucking around. So um, I've never given blood, but, it, but if I had the opportunity to give blood, I'd definitely give blood because it feels like a good thing to do. And people say it's great, and I haven't done it, and that's it. You know, well, I have done it when I, you know, go like go for checkup and to get blood work done and all that stuff. But yeah, so I don't remember what I said. And that's how important I hold my my opinions about stuff and how passionate I am about these little things. Like I'm not at all. And and <laughs> also careless. like it's OK to be like a little bit skeptical. Like if you have yeah, that much skeptical, if person. you have that much trust where you're like, you know, I mean, it's OK to be a little skeptic sometimes. Look, look. I'm I'm going to give everyone, including that one person who made that comment, a great example. We took my dog today um, to the park, right? And it's a fenced area where we pay and rent it out so that our dog can just run freely without any distractions and without having to deal with other people's dogs. And, you know, people don't know how to raise their own dogs and all that stuff. So it's a private fenced off area. Mm. And there was this older gentleman who was probably in his 70s, 80s, and he approached the fence to greet Shadow, my dog, or our dog, rather. Um, and he started giving him treats. Yeah. Right. And I was distracted playing tennis, but I did notice him. And Gabriella was closest to Shadow, but she felt like awkward and maybe she, did, no, she didn't she didn't want to say like like tell the guy off and say like hey like don't give treats to my dog you know which I is what i would have done i felt uncomfortable because i again guys i'm a small girl okay this yeah. guy was giving me the creeps i didn't want to go approach this guy either yeah. 
and so I was keeping my distance. And by the way, I was signaling to Callie with my eyes. Yeah, from from far for, away for help. Yeah. <laughs> SOS, like someone save yeah. save me and my dog out of this guy's like. Uh, but anyways, so so this guy approached and he started giving shadow treats and then and then shadow luckily like he doesn't really care for treats when he's out in public like he doesn't care for treats because he's just so hyper focused on everything else happening around him that he just doesn't want any treats and so all the treats that that the guy tried giving to him which which later i found were just mini milk bones so they were dog treats but i don't know if they were contaminated if they were infused with like venom or anything but like that's that's immediately where my brain went I'm highly skeptical. Like that guy could have been someone's grandpa, someone just good-hearted, the best guy in the world, super loving, super caring. Could have been the case and probably was, who knows. But when I saw that guy giving my dog treats, immediately I just fell off. Yeah, me my, too. My, my skepticism meter just went off crazily and I just got the treats and just chucked them over the fence into the fucking wildlife fucking um, bushes and shit or whatever the fuck so that my dog would not even like care to like go there you know yeah but I just discarded of those treats completely and then because I don't know what like what people's intentions are yeah and that probably derives from my intense uh lack of trust or in or inability to like fully trust anyone because of my upbringing and because of the ways that my parents raised me probably the case but either way i think that it's better safe than sorry mo mm. most of the time because you don't know if like that guy's just off his meds and he goes to the, to the park where a lot of people take their dogs and he just hands out poison and just wants to kill all the dogs because he hates dogs like you don't know yeah. I've seen way too many movies. I've 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 read way too many articles, too many you know news cases of just crazy shit. Mm. So I'm always on edge, and that is just a brief background of just what to expect when it comes to my opinions on stuff. So I'm always going to be a skeptic first, and and I I I'd like to believe that that's why people enjoy the stuff that I focus on talking about when it comes to our video podcast, when it comes to the videos and clips that we post on Reels and TikTok. I'd like to believe that that's what uh, people like about me. And so, you know, like I, I just want everybody to understand that that's where I'm always going to operate from. Yeah. And it's never from a place of malice. It's just literally from a place of skepticism. It's like, what are that like? What like what are these people like? What are their intentions? Essentially, is what is what my brain goes to. Which is good to question that because I did tell him, like I said that, oh, like he doesn't eat treats outside of the house and stuff. And I was, and then I like even motioned with my hand, like, you know, don't give him treats. Yeah, I would have a uh, hundred percent said, no, 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 he's, he's highly allergic to, to treats. Like, what is that? Yeah. You know, like ask because but, he could be giving him fucking poison. But I didn't know that he was giving treats until I until I saw him throw the third one over the fence. And then I was like, wait, what the hell is he doing? Yeah. Because I didn't see him like trying to push the treats through the holes of the fence. Like I was like, just, you know. Yeah. Fuck that shit, dude. Uh, yeah. Like I didn't even want to make eye contact with that guy. I just felt uneasy. But again, like maybe, maybe you know, he's a good old grandpa. Yeah, and it's not his fault. So if you are listening to this podcast episode, old man, 
Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Take but a hike. Take a hike, old man. Yeah, like literally take a hike. Like he was just walking there and then got in his car afterwards. Like what the hell are you doing there without a dog? Like just, I mean, he, that's so messed up. Like he can't walk in a park anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you don't have a dog, sir. Like why are you coming to a dog park with dog well, treats? It's not a dog park. Yeah, it's but. It's an open park where I does, see a lot of old people walking there. Why does he have the dog treats? Yeah. He must know well, that a lot of dogs go there because yes, there were a lot know. of dogs. Right. But he also, like, again, assuming the best case scenario, he probably had a dog and maybe he can't have dogs anymore. Or maybe he's just severely traumatized because he lost too many dogs in or his life. he's too old to have one now. Exactly. So it's just a lot of responsibility. And so he goes to that park so that he can feel that happiness of having a dog. I suppose. And that's the beautiful Disney version of everything yeah pixar over yeah here. yeah but again my brain goes to worst case scenario this guy's a fucking dog killer and <laughs> he's out on the loose he and he's been like... killing dogs and yes gabriella oh sorry he, he was dressed like <laughs> no because i wanted to just go. <laughs> he was dressed like colonel sanders or something yes he was wearing like i don't know what the he was wearing he was on his way to the shift he looks shift. like he's still stuck in the 70s or something i was like yeah, yeah man i don't know something's off about you and i can't put my finger on it you Ooh, meddling yeah. old man i always feel vibes meddling men. just energy you know i'm a big energy guy yeah, I wasn't feeling the vibes like the like him just standing like normal people will say like, oh, good morning. Like, you know, they're yeah. they're not suspicious. Yeah. Or I'd like to think that if you're somewhat normal, then you're not you don't come off as like suspicious right off the bat. But this guy, like we were all just in there with Shadow and he was just standing there at the fence, like staring in yeah. for a minute. Like, come on, eat it. And then yeah. he started calling Shadow over, and that's when I was like, yeah, when eat all the treat. Eat it all. <laughs> At one point, I was like, look at Kelly, like trying to divert Shadow away from this guy. I was like, yeah, this ain't it. Yeah. Uh, leave my dog alone. Yeah, because look, I consider my dog to be my kid, and I know that a lot of people listening have kids of their own, um, but my dog is my child, right? And so it's the same thing as like, some stranger offering candy to your human child yeah it's like are you just gonna like stand there idly and just like let it happen or are you gonna act well again i didn't see that what i know he was i'm not trying to throw <laughs> gabriella under the bus that. definitely and, not trying to do that and i was kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt i was like oh like he's first mistake just, you know never get it's just like a stranger approaching your child i know uh, well obviously your but... first instinct is attack it's like attack and defend. Yeah, but again, I me attacking this old man. He was pretty tall, guys. Like uh, he was I'm, on the other side of the fence. I know, but I'm. I felt uncomfortable. I I already felt uncomfortable for my damn self. Okay. And it's too bad that the man, the grown man, yeah. beside I me. I I was multiple <laughs> feet away. <laughs> Not that far that you. Yeah. <laughs> All I thought that was happening was some old guy was approaching the fence and saying like, "Oh, look at the dog" or whatever. Like, like that's what I thought was happening. I didn't know there were treats involved, and, but but you knew is my point, and you still just was like, "Nah, he I doesn't told, eat no, treats." Yeah, I said what I could. Say, I'm, um, could I'm you scared. not do that? No, just assert yourself. Be confident. Like, no, could you not do that? Because he's allergic. Yeah. M make shit up. 
Okay, next time. It's always my fault, guys. It's always I did something Ask wrong. Yourself it's why. my fault. Ask yourself why it feels that way. And that's the that's episode. That's a great way to end the episode, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Yeah. And we're going to uh, have a di- get a divorce, <laughs> even though we're not even married. Uh, we're going to get a divorce right after this episode. <laughs> And we do it for you guys. So you guys caused this. Um, and whoever commented on TikTok who led me down this thought process, know it's that you caused fault. us to divorce. Yeah, yeah. And it's all your fault because you left one uh, constructive criticism on a recent post. And that led me to, you know, tarnish this relationship. Yeah. Well, you're not taking half of what I own. So yeah. you better suck a lemon. I'm taking all of it. <laughs> With that being said, guys, uh, thanks again for listening to another episode of Mentally Gone Daily. Emphasis on mentally gone. Yeah, mentally. Pause. pause let, let people absorb it. Okay, good. And she just burped. Mentally what? Excuse me. Mentally what? Gone. Okay. Uh, as always, it's never wrong. To be mentally gone. Peace to the world. Peace to the world.